school yeah still he's not allowed yeah. within 500 feet of one but yeah exactly i've said that many times i've heard you I, it's 500 I yards know your material baby yards. uh yeah hey guys Yo. it's your favorite final girl and boy emily nick with your favorite final baby parentheses sitter Mike, coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect this and bow and shred the best and worst slasher movies. We're going to end Action Slasher Month with 1982's Class of 1984. Yeah. Ain't got no sense. One of the best movies we've ever covered. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay. This energetic, box. visionary film opened to astounding critical praise and box office success. It has been called a truly shocking work, skillful and hypnotic, frightening and thought-provoking, and a killer of a movie. It is 1984. Perry King as Andy Norris, the new music teacher at an inner-city high school. I don't something really think it's inner-city, but no. okay. Ronnie McDowell. Canada. I mean, they're mostly white. <laughs> So, Roddy McDowell. McDowell is Terry Corgan, the biology teacher who carries a gun for self-protection. Coming from a small town, it's Andy a can't guy. understand why the students have to pass through a metal detector to get into school. But then, Andy does have a lot to learn. Andy finds out the hard way. His first run-in with the school gang, led by Timothy Van Patten, ends mildly enough. But each confrontation gets hotter and hotter until Andy Norris and his pregnant wife are the target of the gang's most brutal assault yet. A frightening clash that pits the humanity of our present with a darkly violent future. 1982. Your thoughts? I love this film. It's amazing. Yeah, like, it's great. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, the acting is uh, like from like Van Patten, like the gang. Spe- I, thought, I thought he was great. I think specifically Dude. Van Patten is over the top and weird, but in a, like the way I that love it, it. But in the way that it should be. Yeah. Like this it takes with a like uh, I, I think it's Nick good. High. I mean it's better than that. I feel like but like I feel it's more serious. Uh, yeah, it, it is more serious. It, we have a, a, it's a we have one of Michael picture. Fox's first movie, Michael J. Fox, but he's credited as Michael Fox in this movie. Um but I don't know. It took me a minute to get is the this. Is this his first movie? I don't know if it's his first. It's an early one. Those before yeah, Family Ties. Maybe two. Um, I it took me a minute to get the feel of what I was about to watch. Is Michael J. Fox Canadian? Can I finish what I was saying? <laughs> um, no, but he's not. He's no, not. No, you can't finish it. No, he's not Canadian. He, no, he's not Canadian. But um. It took me a minute to get into like the groove of what this movie was going to be like or the feel that it was going to have. But once I got there, I really enjoyed it. I thought no, it was fucking I, awesome. I it so. But it took me about 10 minutes to like get into like 
what this movie was going to be, like how it was going to feel, like how it the acting heavy. was going to be. And yeah, it, yeah. yeah, but in like a fun way. There is way, gang rape and an end It was like, it's like, I, it's like proto I, substitute. I will, it's proto, it's proto dangerous minds. No, yeah. But I will say I prefer dangerous minds over this movie. What? I love I've dangerous minds. I've I never fuck, seen dangerous I fucking minds. love that movie. That's like a movie I saw when, I was, when it came out. That's the one with the Amish Paradise in it, right? It doesn't have Amish paradise. It's Gangsta's Paradise in it. <laughs> As I look at the valley, valley where, the tr- <laughs> but where no, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think this is. Pro- I don't know. I don't know if it's a better movie. I think they're both like would probably be considered guilty pleasures by like cr- critical, pe- like you know, this, critics. The box said this was a critical success. Yeah. The box never lies. Uh, well, critical success, they mean <laughs> the box, box office. never lies. But, uh, they, yes, it does, because that one box for lunch meat said number one B movie of all time. There so. was another movie that was like, that's not what happened. Yeah, <laughs> no, there are, ton, there are tons of boxes that were like, There was one that what? Emily read that was like, watch out, Freddy Krueger. Like, <laughs> but it was like uh, right at the same time as the first one. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I also... There was a movie. Oh, it was one of the sleep. Uh, no, yeah, it was Summer Party Massacre Three, which we'll be doing. Yeah. Uh, the back September, of that box t- says September, that name. There's September. like one of the names of the characters. That's a big character in the movie. It's the wrong name completely. <laughs> the back of Sleepaway Camp Three is also completely wrong. They call the camp the wrong camp. I remember one it's where like, it was like they say it's his sister, but it's his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or they yeah, say well, it's his girlfriend, but it's his sister, it sister in the movie. Oh, that's what that, that, like, that happened on the back of the Dream Maniac, which you were not a part um, of, yeah, but that does happened on that was like his it was like his sister's sorority party I think we should go back and rewatch Dream Maniac. No, Nick will not do that. <laughs> no. So you can watch it on your own, though. I'll let he you talked about it. it in his most hated uh, slashers on Patreon. Well, I did too, but I would watch it again. I didn't think it was bad as he did. I like Sucky Bye. Anyway, get sucky us bye, going. Get us bye. going. Get us going. All right. So there's a text. Of, the Ten Crack Commandments. Uh, this uh, text at the beginning <laughs> said that there were 280,000 oh, incidents a of, um, of violence. Did I save it? Of school or of yes. students. Hold on. Last year, there were 280,000 incidents of like violence by students against teachers. This isn't true. But students against teachers and their classmates in American high schools. Unfortunately, this film is based on true events. Fortunately, very few schools are like Lincoln High yet. Kick the Alice Cooper. Future song. What? What's it called? I am the future. Uh, we are the future. They are the future. There's a great font. Schools have. The great red. It schools out. All the best 80s movies have the red, blood I'm red 80s. title screen. Oh, and it's like spray painted, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it looks really yeah. cool. Uh, we see uh, Andy Norris, the music teacher, driving. And he sees a guy chasing a guy. There's some kids doing graffiti. There's some I guys am the future. You're right. Making out. There's a somebody sketching on a bus without a skateboard. There's like hop on the back of the bus. There's some people smoking some weed. Some guys turn it says facility, but they make it say fuckility, which I thought was kind of funny. It wasn't. He pulls up to work and it we was see lame. Roddy McDowell has a gun in his lunchbox. He no, gets, it's not in his lunchbox, is it? It's in briefcase. Yeah, whatever. school has gotten really If I had rough. a briefcase, it would be full of food. So <laughs> You would use a briefcase difference. as your lunchbox if you were a teacher. So you would carry you wouldn't carry a lunchbox, you'd carry a briefcase of food. There's some tight and nothing, shots. No like no lesson plans or your like grade book, just food. There's some tight shots of some girls in tights. <laughs> and then we first see the gang and I wrote squad goals because I kinda wanna be in this I kinda wanna be in uh, Stegman's gang. Come um, on, dude. Really? So, uh, when he fucking 
Really? You want to be in their fucking gang Fuck later yeah. on? If I get to hang out with Patsy, I'm good. <laughs> you mean like when they do the thing they do at the end that oh, no. you want to be part I of must, that gang? I would have been like, guys, we shouldn't be doing this. Guys, I don't think we should be raping her. <laughs> guys. So the gang is Patsy the cute lady. I think maybe she's, she's a, Fallon's she's girlfriend. Maybe sometimes she seems like Stegman's uh, girlfriend. But yeah, she gets no, excited she by never, women. No, she kind of just seems like she's there. I don't ever think she seems like his girlfriend. We got she's... the big beefy fighter, uh, Barnyard. There's the he, the guy that looks like Rick Mayall, who's really the kid from Land of the Giants, a drugstore. Drug drug and then some guy that's not in any other movies who's kind of the tough guy. Vinny? Fallon with, a, Fallon with the glasses. Vinny's like a new recruit later on. Oh, okay. But he's not like in the initial game. Okay, I didn't realize that that was a <laughs> He has thing. to join later on. Oh, I missed that. So <laughs> we, this is where the metal detector scene um, happens. He sees two of the squad... Pass Who on, is he? Are you the teacher? Norris uh, okay. sees that Barnyard has slipped a razor to drugstore, and he tries to rat on him. And the security guard tells him to chill, and Brody McDowell tells him to chill. Um, yeah, he's like, you haven't even seen the worst of this. So, like, the, if you think this is bad, just... Hold up. Like, yeah. if Ronnie McDowell is telling you to chill, like, and like, that's gotta be the He's most. Like, you're gonna like, get yourself like, hurt with being a little No, that's snitch. gonna be yeah. the most, like, felt like a uh, thing, like, hey, like, please. This school is, like, what, what, 60 days please? in. Well, Ronnie McDowell is a fucking gun, so, I mean, that speaks volumes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, they pushed uh, Cornelius to the edge, to the forbidden, <laughs> to the forbidden zone. Mr. Nor- <laughs> Mr. Norris is with the principal. The principal showing off his cool surveillance gear. Um, that principal's awful too. God, everyone then, in this movie's awful. Like all the policemen, the print. They're like, we can't do anything. We can't do anything. We can't do anything. They're minors. So they could do more than what they do. That's all I'm saying. Norris shows up to the band room, and there's the good girl Danine. Um, who tells on the the gang that's there with Stegman? Stegman is supposed to be in there because he's he is a an amazing good, fucking he's piano an amazing player. Pianist. That song that he plays on the piano was breathtaking. Bro, it was so good. Yeah. I was like, "What is this?" I think it was. And the, that was no, really that think, was really I, Tim I, Van I think Patten it, playing. I think it was the song that the te- what is the teacher's name? Norris. Yeah. Okay. Remember he is that he's, no, I, he said he says that they're about to start playing that. I don't know where I can't remember what it sounds that's like, a but I version. but I had a but I had a thought that maybe that's <coughs> what it was. Eighteen twelve overture is like. Well, if it's an overture, if it's an overture, they have different parts. You're right. So it could be. I don't fucking know, but he starts playing something later on that's like kick ass. It's fucking amazing. So, yeah, Denise, the good girl, and Michael J. Fox's home girl. She's like those people aren't supposed to be in here. And she's a little rat. Then uh, Stegman. Like no, she, they, say that, they say that no they one's supposed to be in there except for Stegman. Stegman is supposed Stegman's to be in there. Stegman's supposed to be there, but yeah. the other four are not. So they this is when they have their first argument, kind of, uh, Stegman and Norris. Um, they're going to keep arguing. Oh, movie. Mm-hmm. Arguing is an understatement, but sure. Um, so Janine's been leading the band, and we find out that... Um, while they're robbing Lester, the gang, there's some fear playing in the background. Let's Wait, Lester, you've, you've moved on to something. They're they're robbing some kid, and they see Leroy, the black fellow that's selling weed to yeah. some girls. They see and that. They, well, he's stepping on their territory. And they, like, bully him into a bathroom down the stairs, and they're beating him, and the uh, Stegman drops the end bomb. Yeah. And 
he's he says tell Juju, who I guess is the leader of the black gang, to meet us after school. And then in the teacher's lounge, we see um, Ronnie McDowell trying to explain to Mr. Norris, like, you don't fuck around with this shit. Yeah, like, Norris he's is, asking Norris about, is he's not... Asking, he's asking about what happened to the guy he's replacing. No, Ronnie McDowell gets the, the raw end of the, all of this, man. Like, he, yeah, yeah. They were, he was trying to explain to him why the other guy left. But Norris is going to have to find this out on his own. He's not going to... He does not listen, really. Well, school's out. And when Mr. Norris Not gets for summer, car, for the day. For the day. But there's a graffiti on his car that says, Teachers sucks. And teachers spelled with T-E. Yeah. Which I was like, you, I know Stegman's smarter than that, so you could have at least spelled it right, but whatever. So Teach goes home, and he's hanging out with his wife, Diane. That's when he found out she's pregnant. She's pregnant. And then we cut to the rumble, where... There's a gang fight with knives and poles and wrenches and shit. Yeah, at first I thought Street that razors. when I, I had to rewatch that scene because the uh, the first time that's I watched Juju it, and crew. I thought that no, that's not why. The first time I watched it, I thought they had stabbed some, but I thought sat there. I thought there was a death in that scene because when oh. the first hit that they do, like the first person that gets hit, it looks like he's being stabbed with like a big like machete or something. Twas but a flesh wound. But I went back <laughs> and it was just a fight. So anyway, it was a rumble. Did they come back to school? Because I don't see him again. They hear sirens. Like, and then Patsy has stolen the address book that has Norris's. Well, yeah, address but, also, so where, did she, where did she steal this from? Because also, school. he's a brand new teacher, so he wouldn't have been in the address book yet. But okay. Well, Patsy stole it, and she's hot, so whatever. Um, I Norris don't know that getting, that means anything. But. The Norrises, Norris and wife, are getting back from dinner when they a car pulls up behind them, and he goes to check it out, and these it's the kids masked. They're really excited about that. their Chinese food that they can eat. And they, and, he's like, we and can have it for breakfast for the next day. Yeah, they were like real excited about having this Chinese leftover food. But that's ruined because... Yeah, that's some of the best food you could ever have. But it's, but it's, it's his, fucking Chinese His food. moment is ruined by being sprayed in the face with red paint. He gets uh, stage blood squirted all over his face. Yeah, that's what it is, stage blood. So then the gang goes to a rat show to see Every time you say the gang goes Ed. to... I've, yes, Teenage Head, the best band ever from Canada. You're thinking Always Sunny. He's thinking. No, I know, but every time you say you say the gang something, I'm, I think you're going to say Teenage Head is a song by the oh Flaming Grease, which gang. is a They're great fucking school. band. And uh, Teenage Head is the um, Toronto um, uh, analog the of the. I think I think the they sound. I say I think they the sound like time. a Ramones ripoff, but not in. No, like it was all the same band. I thought it sounded like I want to be sedated, and I wasn't impressed. Dude, I it was so is one of the best fucking songs ever. Uh, but, I would not dude, say uh, that at all. Disgusting, like uh, that shit's awesome, man. It's okay. I mean, no, it's, it's really it's, good. It man. sounds like get in something. Get down. Get with it. So the boys. Oh, are I just, didn't know opinions were facts. So everybody's just letting loose, and somebody girl flashes the band. Of course, I had to make note of that. Then the gang goes Did back. Did you stage. like her tits? Um. Uh, more than Sally's wasn't that Sally? I think so, it might have been Sally. Okay, so, so we're, we're back like talking about a cool band of rating tits. Well, that's what happens in the movie. No. We're, back, we're talking about the movie. I know that. We're backstage and Stegman has set up like an office and he's like seeing clientele like yeah, he's a Godfather really or like some Roman. I didn't understand the setup. Did he like he, people are trying to petition him for favors? So first, so Vinny, he's like a dawn, but he's Vinny, like a teenager. He runs the school. I know, but why does he run this? How does he also run this 
joint. Because the punk club's his spot. Okay, so but Vinny, he's a teenager. I, it, it was very confusing Vinny's for me. Vinny's the first one to come Godfather in. Godfather for no reason. I'd, I thought it was cool. I mean, I did too, but I was very confused at first. Well, first comes Vinny, who's important later. And he's like, I want to work for you. And they're like, well, you're, you're kind of young. We'll see. Whatever. And then it comes in Sally, who wants to, she likes toot. And she wants to prostitute herself Kudis cocaine for cocaine. <laughs> so uh, and Pat's, she is a prostitute. She's already done. She is already Official a prostitute. Official beer of the class of 1984. Schlitz. Oh yeah. But I think Grab she is already. She, by the horns. It's not Schlitz. like it's not like she wanted to start doing it for them. She had already been doing. She'd it. been hooking. Yeah. But um, she they make her take off her clothes, and, and then they she have, takes all of her clothes off, like. Panties and everything. They have, oh Fallon, my they have Fallon go and test the goods. Is but it a Fallon? But she bulks and starts to leave. She's only to be followed by Fallon and Patsy. So then... Uh, Has Patsy... This is where Pat, we yeah, get the first uh, lesbian tone woman from Patsy. Where she's like, I want to watch. And I want to... Or I want to try her out. Or I want to watch. Or whatever. And then we see drugstore shooting up. They don't ever up. let her be a lesbian, though. Drugstore just watch. shooting up in the in the office. Goodness. The next day is the flag raising. We see... The upwards, mm. We see Dr. Norris, music man Norris, trying to get a symphony together. And he has to talk the kids into raising their hands. And they're going to play the 1812 Overture. Statements uh, in there. All of a sudden, the crew shows up. And he says, starts seeing the Ivory Joe from Kokomo and just slamming on everything. And uh, Norris starts to get heavy with him. And then he starts really playing. We mentioned he earlier. He wails on that fucking piano. killing it. And he's Norris, so good. You can see the light in Norris's eyes light up. And he's just like looking at this kid like, oh, he's like, shit. Well, no, and, this kid is well, the there, real that's, deal. That's the one he's moment. That's the moment in the movie where I thought it could go in a direction where he Norris is the bad Norris, guy. No, no, Norris turns segment around because like he's really just upset about his dad dying and like all this shit, and you know that he has issues. And yeah. I thought that oh, he's like he has this untapped talent, and he's gonna turn into like a. No, you know they're gonna they're gonna turn his life around. It's a beautiful piano piece, but they just start arguing after. He's like, however, the, that does not happen. Did so. I get the gig? Did I get the fucking gig? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah. Come back next year. And he gets, but he's in that class, so it's just like you can't. Why are you kicking him out of the class? Like, but he's, he's like, in the class. but he says, "I will, I will say you were here." You'll get like he was gonna like pass him. Just no, he stay said he away. was gonna give him a. He said he was gonna give him an incomplete. Uh, he said, I won't give you an incomplete. Oh, he said he won't. Okay. Yeah. Well, then the, why is he having such an issue? I'd be like, Bob, peace out. So, yeah. Cut to hanging out with Roddy McDowell with his rabbit. And he's drinking at school. Oh, there that that scene coming up is shocking as shit. Oh, yeah. We're not there yet, though. First, there's some butts. Some high school <laughs> butts. The principal's checking out his camera. So, Michael J. Fox and his friend buy what I guess is Coke. Lenny. It's like I think Space Coke. In the bathroom. A space <clears throat> I think it's like, I think it's PCP. Or it's something. something that makes you not right. I mean, it's hallucinogenic. I think. Um, so Fallon and Pat, Patsy are like blocking the door, but Norris comes in, and he ends up finding the bag, and he wants uh, Michael J. Fox. His name's like Jimmy, by the way. I'm sorry. Jimmy. Yeah. Michael J. Fox won't talk. Michael but Fox. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> What's his character Jimmy, name? Because he gets stabbed later. Arthur. Arthur. Okay. So the high guy. Because Michael Fox did not take any. Jimmy was the only one that took the drugs. Yeah. 
and uh, he but Michael ends up Fox climbing. Does, Michael Fox does not. He tells he does not Norris. Rat. He tells Norris that no, he's he, no, he did know. He told Norris that he didn't take it though. Yeah, which and, is why Jimmy's able to get out of there and do what's about to happen. He climbs the fucking whole flat, whole which you watch, which you watch him doing, and I was like, God, I remember you having to use you know when he used to have to climb a well, rope, and, and while he's like, climbing, climbing it, like, that'd be so fucking hard. Norris is in the principal's office with the gang trying to get them in trouble for selling the drugs. But, uh, he walked in after it happened and Michael Fox will not say that it did. Well, Stegman flips the script and is like, anybody could have dropped that bag. There's no proof. And they get out of there. The principal's like, nothing I can do. So everybody gets out of school and the fucking Jimmy guy is on the top of the on the top flagpole. of the fucking flagpole, holding the flag, saying the saying pledge, the pledge parts, not saying the whole thing though, saying just like parts very of it. stoned. Yeah, and uh, the flag rips, and he falls to his death. And then again, Norris wants My- Michael Fox to rat. Arthur Fox won't do it. Arthur Fox, but uh, Arthur Fox, Deneen and him go. F- Walking home. He always walks to Dean home. And the gang tries to pick up. Are they like dating? Michael Fox and they're, I think they're just. Friends? Platonic friends. One of them's probably in love with the other. Yeah, I'd say that. Okay. I bet the girl's in love I with him. I bet the girl's but in Arthur's love with in love with like Brenda well, G- with the big tits. Or, Jim, or, or Jimmy. <laughs> or Jimmy. I don't know. He, he didn't seem too tore up. So no, anyway, he didn't seem too tore up about his friend dying in front Mark, of him. Michael Fox is walking to Dean home and. The gang's like, hey, hop in, uh, Art. We need to have a talk. You talk. And he doesn't want to get in the car. So they, like, chase him into this alley, right? And he's like, I didn't rant. I didn't say anything. But Patsy breaks a bottle and starts getting fresh with Deneen. Norris, like, is driving down the road with Roddy McDowell. And he sees, like, oh, he sees the lookouts. He's like, I know what these motherfuckers are up to. So he runs and... Yeah, he learns the ropes from being, like, they say that he is from a small town and didn't use to this stuff. Well, he figures out pretty quickly how to follow and find lookouts and shit. He's being a fucking cop. Yeah, he turns into one very quickly. How to track teens. Yeah, he finds out within two days. He figures out how to, like, you know, find the lookouts and shit, which it took SVU, like, four seasons to do an ice tea being on the show. Just saying. Just saying. Drugstore ends up cutting Roddy McDowell's hand with his straight razor, and Fallon punches Norris out of nowhere, and all the kids run, including Deneen and Michael Fox, who get away. So Norris gets home to his wife, and while he's in bed, it looked like maybe they just fucked, but it didn't show anything. Uh, I didn't think the wife was that hot. Yeah. And she was... What? I'm sorry. I mean, My, she was fine. You know, I was just saying. Love is a, she, love is a mysterious no, thing. No, I shouldn't She's be carrying his child. Looks. There were a couple times where I was like, this bitch is the corniest thing in this movie. This is actress. Yes. Mm, Mary, I don't think Mary so. Lynn, something. I really? But, I mean, she thought she was the corniest thing like, in the movie. She'd be like, "I'm going to, I'm going to." Uh, but you question their love. She, she was corny because, she, because they were in danger. So she was gonna t- go stay with her fucking mom but she because she was being attacked. He, he's like, "What no, am I gonna tell my daughter?" She wasn't mad she, at him. She was, but then he like talked her out of. He's like, "You know, I love you, right?" And she's just like, "Oh, okay, it's all okay." Well, she, it doesn't matter. You stay and she get murdered by these children, and I'll go have our kid. I mean, she, yeah, she should have been like more hardcore about him and like yo dude you don't know no, what you're no, no, fucking no. doing we need to get the fuck out of here and go somewhere else this uh, ain't working she tries uh well she should have been, now i'm saying she should have been harder about it like so they're in bed 
and all of a sudden Norris hears something and he looks out the window and he sees the fucking gang smashing up his car and throwing a Molotov cocktail in there. That shit explodes. The cops come, but they don't stay very long. The wife won't. That's usual. He's like, honey, this shit's weird. They're I want you to go to the your mom. The police mom's. are always just like, well, we can't do anything. We can't do anything. We can't do what anything. What do you want us to do? Yeah, he it's tells the, the cop, like, I saw question. this kid. He's like, it's just going to make it worse. Yeah. So he's Which, like, Which I mean, he is technically. Hey, Diane, right, wife, I want you to go stay at your mom's because it's not safe here. And she's like, Well, you're coming with the me. The only right? time the kids act right is when Roddy McDowell like, has that fucking gun out. So, I mean. Okay. Well, I mean, it was a good thing to do. You work in a school. <laughs> no, I would never do that. But also, this is, <laughs> this is not a representation of like even the most at risk schools I've ever seen. This is, this is absolutely yeah. like not a realistic representation of any high school ever uh, that I've ever seen. So, so Norris goes so the things the, I say are not going to go along with like a realistic representation of a fucking high school because this is, this is a fantasy. This is in the future. Disclaimer. The future a two, a two year, two year future. Yeah. A 40 year future ago. Yeah. I mean, we have school shootings, but like that's not like this. Not if, if we had gangs running the schools, we wouldn't have no damn shootings. They get their ass whipped coming up in there. Yeah, because they, they they'd be prepared for someone with an AK-47. Okay, so back to the movie. But, 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 but back to the movie. Norris is at the precinct and sold their all juveniles, whatever. Back at school, there's <laughs> he goes in and there's probably... He is told by that the security guard. That is really guard. how it feels, though. It's like no one gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like very much like... I mean, it must be like at school. He shows up and is told there are problems in the biology lab. And um, by problems in the biology lab, they mean all the bunnies and stuff. Cats. They're cats. There's bunnies. They're rats. They it's were the all most, killed, skinned, yeah. and like posed in grotesque. It's one of theories. the most shocking scenes. And I watch, I watch Real Death. And this is one of the most shocking things oh, I, have, yeah. I have seen in years. Is that the first, that when he walks in, that first thing that's on a skewer? And you, but you can is tell, it a rabbit? But you can tell Roddy McDowell is like not okay. But he no. keeps saying like, this, I'm okay. This is okay. No, like that. Like, I, you really see him start to unravel. Here. It's really fucking shocking. I would rather 1000% rather watch people die in real life than see this scene again. Really? It fucked me. It fucked with me. Like I, it was in it's the level crazy. of psych, psychopathy that someone would have to have to pose those animals the way that they're posed in that science lab. Yeah. That is a fucking serial killer period. Like that's part of the triage. It's cruelty to animals Five and series. like. No, this is group think. It's like. A, yeah, but like, okay, they're, they're but not spa- serial but, killers. They're dumb fucking but, kids. But spa- they're trying Spagman to or whatever. Like he's definitely a psychopath. Stegman. He's he's, he's, a, he's a psycho. He's a fucking psycho. He's a leader of the fucking gang. He is. He is the leader of gang. He's a leader. He's a leader. He's a leader of the gang. Norris is really pissed because the principal is like, my gang, my gang, my gang. The principal's like, there's nothing we can do. We don't know that it was He's them for sure. He's a leader of the gang, he is. So Norris steps to Stegman and is like, motherfucker. He pushes him into the bathroom and then stops himself from, from hitting the kid. But it doesn't really matter. Fucking Stegman just 
headbutts the fucking mirror, then headbutts the the, sink. the towel dispenser, and, and the then sink. fucking cracks his face and on the sink. And then he's like, hey, security guard, come in here. He he's getting the shit out of me. He, he, he wipes yeah, his he, blood on the fist. He's mopping him into a corner, man. Yeah, because yeah. he, he yeah. calls me and he's like, he, look what he did to me. Look what Norris did to me. Okay, he beat so the shit out of me. Maybe he is a psychopath. He does beat the yeah, fuck out of himself Yeah, he's a fucking psychopath, right? Well, sociopath means you have no conscience, but so but most sociopaths are also He's, psychopaths. Psychopaths I don't aren't think necessi- mutually exclusive. No, are psychopaths they? aren't necessarily sociopaths, but sociopaths can be psychopaths. But what is a psychopath exactly? Um. Well, I like, sociopaths like you don't. Sociopaths you don't have a conscience. So like, well, you you can't feel empathy. How other people feel? You, yeah, you can't have empathy. You have like no conscience, basically. Like, and I mean, a lot of people is that, that are the sociopaths. Same as first player syndrome. Or? Well, the, a lot of people that are sociopaths are not serial killers. Like, they're like the heads of they're so the CEOs of biz of sociopaths. Yeah. Like a lot of times they're CEOs of big businesses, like, Vince like Je- Jeff Bezos or something. But um, a psychopath is. Uh, like is a condition psychopathy is a condition characterized by persistent. It's like okay, when you're a kid, you would you would probably be. Uh, they would probably diagnose you with conduct disorder because they're not allowed to conduct. Yeah, con- like conduct disorder. They're Where you're, you're just not always doing bad. Shit. You're not allowed to to uh, call anyone under the age of eighteen a sociopath or a psychopath because they haven't proven they're too young. Their brains haven't fully formed to like actually be called that so they're usually with like anti like behave like so, there's conduct disorder and they're also it's also called one other thing and but it's persistent antisocial behavior behavior impaired empathy and remorse so like and, bo- and bold dis and disinhibited and egotist- egotistical traits um and i think a lot of that overlaps with sociopath sociopathy but um sometimes people you, you like call it the same thing but I think when, in my experience, when he goes into the psychopath level, like sociopaths might not kill people, but psychopaths do. That's what I've always yeah. kind of thought. But I think actually in reality, they can be interchanged. Like the day, the terms can be interchanged. Well, Stegman frames Norris for punching him. There's going to be a trial and shit. And then he, Norris meets with the cops and the principal. Meanwhile, uh, Stegman is at home watching some girl with a gun uh, on television, and he's there with his mama. There's a knock on the door. He's like, Mommy, please don't let him in. It's Norris. Norris is there to try to talk to his mom. But she's like, Fuck you. You have a lot of nerve coming over here. She kicks him out. He's leaving. She's a fucking. She got a typical. You know what she, she did. She takes the, a verse on this is when that, she mentions the way the dad that is the way that away. fucking parent acts is is fucking indicative of the future because now kids' parents always fucking listen to them over the teachers in every single situation and it's fucking bullshit. They always are like, no, our kid could never do anything wrong. And I'm like, your kid's a fucking asshole. He's a good piano player. So he that doesn't mean he's a fucking he not gonna be a fucking killer. Him. Like he's a fucking asshole. Well, he is devious. He's like, I'm gonna go make sure he's gone. He gets on the intercom. And he's like, I own you, Stigman. I'm coming to get you. I'm gonna kill you if you come here again. He says, I'm the future. So great. At this point, uh, Norris was about to leave, but instead he goes and hotwires um, the nice Plymouth driven by his. Day. It's like a. It's a really like old school Cadillac, or not yeah, Cadillac, nice, convertible. Though. Yeah, but it's nice. Like cherry red, and he just wrecks the fuck out of it in a parking garage, just like 
Gonna hit that pole. Gonna back up into this pole. Gonna hit this wall. I would have done it. Uh, And then the next day at school, Stegman's like, I know you did it, you asshole. And he's like, Yeah, how does it feel? How does it feel, fuck fuck boy? You don't have any proof. Yeah, you don't have any fucking proof, asshole. I'd fucking do it too, that little shit. So the guard takes Stegman away. They start, the band comes in, they start playing 1812 Overture. The detective shows up. And as he's in the hallway, Michael J. Fox comes over and starts talking to him. And like, oh, you can't take him away. We're going to have that show. We and have the, to have our show. But we the can't crew, take him. the crew who's in the background, they just see Michael J. Fox talking to Norris. And the so detective. they think he's they ratting. They think he's ratting on them. Yeah. So they get Vinny, who would come to the club to ask to work for them. They're like, hey, you think you can do it? You think you can then do here's it? here's your initiation. So they go start a fight as a diversion while Vinny goes over and stabs Michael Fox, rupturing his kidney. The he, cops he and Norris lost, are at the hospital with him. Uh, Deanne's there. She gets a ride home from Norris. And then Norris and Ronnie McDowell are at the park with their wives. And you can... I thought that scene was sweet. It was sweet. The two wives are one table yeah. talking. Um, and Ronnie McDowell is just like bearing his soul to Norris. And you can tell he's on the brink of a breakdown. I would be if I'd fucking seen that fucking room. Then cut back to the band getting closer to their concert. 1812 Overture is going really well. Yeah, he says, you're not good. And they're like, oh, he's like, you're terrific. You're terrific. But a the guard comes and gets him and is like, will you follow me? Because Roddy McDowell is having gun class. Well, okay. He's having class and he has a gun and he's saying. Yeah, you answer- can tell something's up because first you see the gang and all those the they're kids, scared as shit. And they're just like all being quiet and good. And they got their wide eyes, you know. Yeah. Like, they oh shit. Fight. They start remembering a lot of fucking facts, too. Like, they start remembering a lot of shit. Rodney McDowell keeps on going up to different people being like, why yeah. answer this question? And they get it right. Except for Stegman, which I thought was the one. Stegman just wouldn't answer. I think Stegman knew, but he was just so. Well, he doesn't get the chance But Rodney McDowell. Because they get they knows that he killed him and his crew killed all those animals and he is just like drunk as fuck at work with a gun. He's I I didn't know he was drunk. I just he was freaked. Uh, I I felt like the I felt like he I felt like he had a psychotic break. Like earlier when the bunnies were still alive, he was drinking at work. Oh, he was, and I thought it was getting. I I mean, it could have been either. It could have been at the picnic as well. He's like, it was probably. I mean, it's probably both. It's probably drunk, and he was like, had had a fucking psychotic break. Patsy remembers how many valves are in the heart. Um, That's four. I mean, what the fuck? So once, like, uh, he's about to shoot Stegman, but Norris drugstore Norris kind of. Sneaks up behind him and points the gun up, and it goes off. Yeah. So I kind of thought he was going to blow this kid away. <coughs> I think but, he would uh, have. I think he, I think he was going to. Yeah. Norris is like, let me take him home. But Roddy McDowell just leaves. <laughs> also, I don't know how that happened, because the police would have fucking arrested. arrest you immediately. Well, and Norris does say, like, oh, you're going to call the cops on... On, on him, uh, but you him won't call him on. Kids. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, I mean, makes sense. But also, that would be a situation where the cops would already be there, also, so and would have taken him away right then. Later at night, we see the gang leaving the club, and Ronnie McDowell's there waiting, uh, chugging whiskey in his car, and he tries to run them over, and sings on the hood like it's crazy. This scene went on a little too long for He's my. He's really but... trying to kill the fuck out of these kids, especially Stegman, but he ends up flipping his car. Over and it explodes. Yeah. Uh, he's dead. He's dead. Roddy McDowell's character has no more action in the movie. No, he's gone. Bye. 
Yeah, that is a sad scene. Goodbye, Roddy. Goodbye, oh, Roddy. When it explodes, it's like, Cornelius. We didn't even get to know Caesar. you. <laughs> so then Norris and his wife are at the water, and she's worried, and she's decided to go to her That's what. That's now. when she says, I think I need to, because she's afraid for the baby, too. She's like, I, you know, there's shit going on, and. Somebody just got Killed. Like, he just fucking blew up his car and shit. And, like, they are they know where we live. They've been here. And I just don't think it's safe. Which, I mean, you know, she's correct. So, that's too bad she couldn't have gotten out of town him. sooner. She forgives him. So, Norris and the detective are back at the hospital. And Michael J. Fox is... Michael can Fox. talk. Just Arthur. Michael Fox. Can talk, <laughs> but he's not talking to the cops. So, he goes... Uh, Norris goes in and is like, let me try... And he ends up getting Michael Fox to finger Vinny. <laughs> did they actually, did he, did he do it in his belt? No, he gave him up. At first he I wasn't going to say anything. He's like, if I tell you, they're going to attack me again as soon as I get out of here. Completely missed that. So the next thing we see after Michael J. Fox talks um, is that Norris is entering the police station. But when he is, he sees the gang leaving the police station. They're and was told by the detective he could only be held, they could only be held for 24 hours except Vinny. They still got Vinny. So then Norris goes to school, leaving his wife, and it's like, oh, okay. The gang follows him at the school. Well, he and thinks like, the wife, isn't the wife supposed to be leaving that day? So yeah, she's like, like packing to yeah, leave. Yeah, she's like getting ready. So she's like out. She, I, I got the feeling she was going to be right behind him. It you know? seems like she's. Later on, it seems like she's getting ready to go to the show. But also, because he's waiting for to her to come. No, I don't. To the I, concert. No, I don't. I don't really know what the thing he is. He keeps there. noticing she's not there, and she's like all dolled up in makeup and a dress. I guess she was she going. Was to, I guess she was going to the show first. But also, I think she also figured that while he's at school, while they're at school, since so they as the scene was playing, what school, I have written was that he left her to go to the concert, but that hadn't happened yet. He was going to school for work. Yeah. The day not the day before the concert. Yeah. Or of the concert. Well, the day of the concert, yeah. So she was, like, seeing him off in the morning. Yeah, and she thinks if he's in school, they're in school, because they go to school and terrorize him, so she's not going to be in any harm. So, Norris shows up at school, and the gang is, like, on his ass, like, white on rice, and uh, at some point, uh, Stegman ends up saying, life is pain, and pain is everything, and you're going to learn. I was like, Yeah. And then we see. I thought that was real lame. We see wife so. Diane putting on some makeup, and she's really laying it on thick. Uh, and while she's getting ready, the gang comes in the window. Do you, do on, you feel like he's talking about an Always Sunny episode every single time? He's like the gang something. No, the gang. Every know, episode of the, I, I know, the but every episode gang. of Always Sunny is like the gang. Okay. Tins bar. The gang does yeah. this. Stegman, Patsy. You know. <laughs> Stegman, Patsy, drugstore, barnyard, and Fallon uh, enter the, the house. <laughs> Do you prefer that? No, no, no. No, I was just saying it's funny. Okay, so we're getting to a sensitive scene. She's putting on a dress. She hears something, and then Stegman immediately just hops on her, and I guess plugs it in. Um, yeah, he rapes her. While Patsy is taking photos with a Polaroid. And then we see Nor- it cuts to Norris with a band. And then Barnyard takes a turn with a wife. It's rough. It's bad. And the rest of the crew is putting on war paint with her makeup. And Norris is worried because he's like looking for his wife. It's a good turnout, but she's not there. 
And Until he, he brings in the Polaroid. They, it was about to be Fallon's turn, but Fallon looked like he was about to punch her with a chain fist. And they're like, hey, man, get your makeup on. We got to keep her alive. Also, we need to get this photograph to him. But they take her with them when they leave. Mm-hmm. And Segment has her mainly. In like, the auditorium, Patsy delivers a note through one of the ushers, and he sees the, the po- one of yeah, the Polaroids. It's, a, it's not a note. Took. It's just the Polaroid of them raping her. But it's like her. An, in an envelope. Yeah, it's no, a message. No, it's just given to him. It's just the picture. It's just oh, a picture just of the the her picture? being raped, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, he sees the picture and is like... He goes nuts. He chases her. And she's like... It's the real cat and mouse. She's like, you're getting hot, Professor. You're getting warmer. And like... if Some of that got a little bit tedious. I thought it was cute at first, but it did go... It it went on for a little too long. So... He's running after her and ends up getting fire extinguished. And they beat the shit out of him. But they're like, oh, we got to follow the plan. Stop it, Barnier. Don't keep punching him or whatever. So they leave him, and he like gets up and staggers, <laughs> staggers to the gym. What is there? What was their plan? Where drugstore's like... on a rope, and Stegman's up uh, on the bleachers with his wife, and he's like not paying attention, and Fallon and Stegman both <laughs> like rope into him like Tarzan, <laughs> and they beat the shit out of him some more. And, and the last thing is like a, oh, yeah, they, I mean, a skeleton fucking, comes oh, down the street. The and it, I was like, he's hugging a skeleton. The, the skeleton Doesn't was look, pretty funny because this you that's pl- no, made a plastic, but yeah. um, they beat the it's fucking nice shit out of him times, multiple yeah. times. It's like, I don't know how he kept getting up. I mean, because of the movie, I guess. But in real life, I was like, damn. Yeah, they were probably stopping those kidneys and shit. Yeah. Well, Stegman is, ta- is taking the wife through the rafters to the roof. But uh, Patsy does her baiting thing again, and the crowd's getting real restless, so Deneen decides to take over for Mr. Norris. Thank God. Because people are about to leave and shit. Yeah, and we wouldn't want that because of the end of the movie. Um, So the gang splits up to find him, which is always a great idea. Um, Norris is in the wood shop. Well, in this situation, they're the villains, so you're glad they're splitting up. Yeah. He would have been take a, able to take all of yeah. it. Yeah. So Fallon comes into the shop with a chain and turns this, on the saw. This part and is like, brutal. He's like, prepare to brutal. die, teacher. But then Norris flips the script on him, cuts off his arm with a table yeah, saw. Yeah, that's brutal And then, shit. like, pushes him to where his back's on it, and he dies. When that arm comes off, I was like, okay, that, yeah. this, A, this just became a slasher, and B, that was fucking hardcore. It's awesome. It was really good. Oh, yeah. 1982, that's fucking... Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That's all. I mean, it, it looked real too. In, it looked real. In Return or City of the Living Dead, when the dad puts uh, oh, the, Michele Suave's eye in the drill. Yeah. Like, well, Lucio Fulci's eye shots are always great. But it looked really good. It did. So then, uh, drugstore, barnyard, and Patsy. I love Fine the nickname drugstore. I love that nickname. Oh, he's a, he's a great character. Recall, too. And also, I like he that. He was actor. one of my favorite. Him and Patsy were my favorite parts. Me too. And I actually I think want to be I in the think game. the drugstore also just got even Fallon. He was my I least favorite. I think if drugstore but... had be, had better friends, I think that he would have been a better person. I think he could have been in a band. He could have been in he anything. He could have still could have done the drugs. Just like make yeah, you can sell drugs not, and not be an asshole. Not war. 
They all look like uh, really good punk rockers. I would yeah. guess. No, their I band. mean they, they cast it well. I would the only one that doesn't band. look as much like a punk rocker is Sagan, but be just because he's a good. He's, he's like evil because he's Bill really good looking. That's Preston. But uh, I mean, it works. He he like is a good. He he makes it work. But he's the only one that doesn't really look as punk as the other, just because evil his look. Punk evil punk Elvis. Yes. So Elvis. Okay. With blonde hair. Though. Back to the action guys. Did he have blonde hair? Doesn't Sagan have blonde hair? Sigmund has blonde hair. Okay. Like in a flat top thing. So, Norris has moved on to the auto shop where we see him pouring gasoline. Meanwhile, the other three punks are finding Fallon being like, we're going to get this motherfucker. And he gets like an arc welder, I think is what it's called. I think if I saw my friend and their arm was cut off with a fucking saw and whatever else happened, which as I think his head got put into it. Then you're like, don't fuck with this guy, right? Maybe stop. And Fallon seemed like the best fighter. Yeah, yeah, but also uh, teenage brains, not fully formed, I'll can't like, really. Man, like, like, maybe this I take that back. Barnyard was the big. Best Barnyard's fighter. a big one, but it's well, he would be the biggest fighter. But like he, so he's got gas death, set up in an arc welder. He tricks drugstore into coming in, and that dude gets set ablaze and burned to a I crisp. was very sad when drugstore died, even though he was bad. I don't care. I liked him. It was kind of the worst. He was the best. Drugstore's not the worst. And he's like, oh, let me give he's, you a sample of our wares. I don't, you know, Drexford doesn't even rape her. Drexford doesn't rape her. Drexford do does he'll, not he'll rape. Do, he'll do anything that uh, he's commanded you. But he's, he's the like only one that you don't see rape. He's yeah. the only one that you don't see rape the wife. Sure. He doesn't participate in that, so therefore he is my favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that he died. was about to start beating her, but hadn't raped her yet. Yeah, he so he's a fucking his... psycho. Yeah. Um, I think Drexford just got in with the bad crowd, okay? Drugstore, you could, you could have been. He probably somebody. wishes he was in that band, playing the eighteen. Probably that's the only reason he was fuck, fucking friends. Yeah. So probably yeah. play drums. He gets burned to an absolute crisp. <laughs> or something. Patsy and Barnier come in and see this, and like you can tell, Patsy like she like uh, shirks at the smell of the She's burning. She's freaked flesh. the fuck out at this point. She should be. She stopped with her little cutesy, which got really fucking annoying. I liked By it. the end, I was very every annoyed time with she her. was on the screen, I was electrified. Um, I was not. I was annoyed with her, and I thought she was an annoying character. And by the end, I was like, "Oh, you're gonna stop fucking Patsy being listening. like that now." After you've seen these Are deaths, you now you're gonna fucking shut the fuck mm-hmm. up, bitch. Are you hey. And mm-hmm. also, pick you a nice lane. My futuristic past. Uh, uh, uh. Your future girlfriend, Patsy, from the class no, of 1984. The in the past, this was the future. It was two years in the future. This is What are you doing with the circular logic of Terminator? We just did that. She's on to us, son. In the future. Oh, my God. Is this... Am I in real life? Okay. It's, are we so in, like, a fucking future it's time for circular Norris, time? It's time for the main event. It's Norris versus Barnyard. <laughs> Barnyard's kicking the absolute shit out of Norris. Don't know what's happening. But then I'm he scared. starts beating Barnyard I'm over scared. the... I'm scared. Do you know too. what... For once in my life, I'm Do you know what weapon Norris is using to hit Barnyard in the head? Is it a uh, flashlight? Yeah. Is it a wrench? Let it's me, a big piece of metal yeah. that has to do with cars. Oh, no, because that's not how he's killed. He's just run over. Okay, well, so. he's uh, bludgeoning him, but Patsy tries to run over Norris, but ends up running over Barnyard, Killing where there's him. another car on stilts, and she knocks the stilts out, and, and that car falls her on her. Too. Yeah, so it's a double death. And her dying words are telling him that Stegman's on the roof with his wife. She's a real rat. Maybe she felt bad for the oh, rapes. Now do you like, what? What's, but now, how do you feel about her now? I wish I could help you, but you're crushed by cars. 
So, what? yeah, she gives him up. She rats on, on Sag. Norris stumbles up there because he's <laughs> fucked up. And Norris confronts Stegman he's on the roof. He's not fucked up on drugs. He's just fuck, a fucking psycho. At one point, Stegman's like, we're all going out together. And he cuts across uh, Diane, the wife's chest. And then there's a rooftop night fight. And I bet you if she told him she was pregnant, he might like be like, oh, I'll turn it over a new leaf. Stegman falls through some glass on the roof because oh, sometimes roof has roof says has glasses on them. Yes. What? Sometimes there's glass on the roof and you fall through during knife fight. Yes. Uh, in greenhouses, maybe. No, sometimes there's like the pyramids Skylight. of glass. Oh, that happened in a Fatal Games. Yeah, there's sometimes glass on you the know, roof. With the, you don't walk oh, on yeah, it. No, Stegman falls through glass. the glass. You know what I thought? In fatal, <laughs> yeah, no, no, in no. Fatal Games, she falls through. At Never the seen end. it. Yeah, that happens yeah. too. And then it's just a, like an architectural like fact. We're almost there, though, guys. <laughs> just just one more blast here. Well, you are, we, haven't, we haven't interrupted you hardly at all, Mike. Stegman so I really don't know like, what you're So, issue. Mike, I shut the fuck up and get up and get down with it and get on And leave. It. Well, why don't you get up and oh, leave? No. Get, do it, Mike. Mike so go, Stig, go. Stegman falls through the glass. Come on now. And he's like hanging go. on. And he's like, help me. I don't want to fall. I'm just a kid. So Norris is like, puts out his hand. He's like, take my hand. But motherfucking Stegman pulls out a knife and takes a swipe at him. What a fucking psycho. To which Norris punches him yeah. in the face, causing him to fall Dude. and be hanged in the middle of this nice concert his students are doing. Like by the neck until he's dead. Dead, dude, dead. that dude was an asshole to the he end. Tells us, like, that's the craziest thing about that is, like, the dude was like, hey, man, I'm He was real about fucking to fucking out. die, and he would rather just still He'd be a fucking asshole. When he falls, though, when he falls, it's such, like, poetic justice, A, and B, it's such a cool shot. It looks great. It looks awesome. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. He's telling and he deserved it. It's kind of, okay, he totally okay mind you, did you, you, guys, like, you guys have seen The Good Son? Okay, honey. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of the, the same fucking amazing. thing. You know or what I mean? The mom like, has to pick. The, we should well, do the Elijah Wood. It's a different yeah. like choice or whatever, but like, nah, kind of. Oh, that, yeah. that's Elijah Wood and uh, the the Macaulay Culkin. PG thirteen. And the, the mom an has to choose whether she's gonna the like Kurgan. where she, whether she's gonna let her own her son own drop son or, or uh, save the Elijah actual good son, the good kid. So he tells his wife everything's going to be okay. Well, he does kill people when he throws that I mean, mannequin it's, out. I mean, it's a different thing. When he throws that mannequin out. It's a different scenario. Out, I'm just saying. So when he throws guys... the mannequin out and he, like, the people die in the car wreck. Maybe yeah. there's a mannequin on the road. Well, what so. I'm saying, it's a, it's a different scenario. Mikey. But it's one of those things of, like, the where somebody's Mikey. like, oh, no, fuck oh, you. Like, where it's a bad kid. That's my name. Mikey's a bad Did kid. Did you guys see the text at the end of the movie where it's like, no. And Andy Norris couldn't be prosecuted because yes, no one saw that. it happen. Yeah, because there were no witnesses. That so was the logic. Also, of... justice there for justice. Oh for yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Kill count. Kill I think, count. Why well, I made one note about this movie, and I wrote, "How are you going to stab Michael Fox?" That was the only note I that made. Was your note? Yeah. Okay. Kill count. One Jimmy fell off a flagpole after Stegman sold him drugs. It's a proxy kill. Basically, at th- thirty-four minutes and thirty seconds, um, I don't usually. Uh, I usually that guy don't. took getting high literally. I usually don't count animal deaths, but I did at this one. There are tons of animal deaths at forty-five minutes and thirty seconds. At first, I thought there were fetal pigs, but no, they skinned all. No, those they were skinned like cat. There were cats, rats, and uh, rabbits. Um, three is Terry Corrigan, who's killed when his car blows up after he was chasing Peter Segment and the gang at an hour seven minutes. <laughs> the gang never killed anybody except Daniel. Four, Jimmy, pro- proxy. That's not 
That kid four off. is that he could they could he have been put himself in danger. They could have been charged that charged yes. with it though. Four is Fallon, who his arm is sliced off, then his back is sliced open by Andrew Norris with a saw machine at an hour and twenty seven minutes. Six is drugstore. Wait, one. <coughs> Five is drugstore, who is incinerated by Andrew Norris after he poured gas on the ground at an hour and thirty minutes. Six is Barnyard, who's run over by Patsy after getting knocked out by Andrew Norris at an hour and thirty one minutes. What number was that? Seven. Seven is Patsy, who's crushed inside a car after she tried to run over Andrew Norris, also at an hour and 30 minutes. She dies at the same time as Barnyard. And eight is, is that eight or seven? Whatever. <laughs> I didn't count it. Peter Stegman, who is hung on a rope by Andrew Norris at an hour and 34 um, minutes. Trivia. The budget was $3 million, um, which the, with inflation, that would be $9.5 million. In the box office, it made $6.9 million. Um, I didn't look up the inflation on that, but I mean, just like basically double, so like probably near like 20000 It was banned. It's a, it's in a, a good movie. It was banned in a lot of countries, um, a lot what? of countries for a long time. It was, it was filmed in Canada. It's hyper violent. Yes. Um, it was filmed in Canada. Mark Lester, who directed the film, uh, said the film was inspired by several true stories of school violence he had read about in papers. In particular, was a story of a teacher who brought a gun to class to control his students, and the scene ended up in the film. Obviously, Timothy Riding Van Patten. Yeah. Timothy Van Patten wrote the concerto that Stegman plays. He wrote that shit. Yes. Dude, I would, I would buy his I didn't CD even. Or I wrote piano that trivia play. down, and I didn't even remember it when we were talking about it. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. Um, in one of his early film roles, Michael J. Fox billed as Michael Fox since he was having a registration problem with the Screening Actors Guild. So that's why it was uh, called that. Director Mark L. Lester calls this his best film. He also directed Commando and Firestarter. Yeah. Commando, I love Commando. And the sequel to this. Yeah, not, uh, Class of 1999. I've never There's seen There's another really sequel just called not Class of 1999, The Substitute. Is it also a cyborg? I don't <laughs> know. Because in part two, it's a, I don't a know. fucking Terminator. I've never Terminator. seen it. Um, but I, I do love Commando. So Yeah. Listen um, along. He also cited A Clockwork Orange as the film's biggest influence. Um, due there were to the, parts where I kind of thought that. Yeah, I could, see, I could see. They feel, that gang, like a, the gang feels like they act. He's Alex the... They act a lot like the gang in Clockwork Orange, I feel. Like, it's like ultra-violent. Oh, shit, man. Barnyard's, uh, dim. Yeah. And then you have the other two. Except for there's no girl. There's no girl in there. Had a babe. Yeah. Due to the film's violent content and full frontal nudity, Lester had a difficult time getting a U.S. distributor for the film, although overseas numerous distributors bought the film and made it quite successful abroad. Nearly every shot of Timothy Van Patten. By the way, he was in Boardwalk Empire and The Sopranos, and he he's directs and now. he's directed he episodes of Perry now. Mason, Boardwalk Empire, Black Mirror, Deadwood, Ed, Game of Thrones, The Pacific, Rome, Sex and the City, The Sopranos, and The Wire. Dick Van Patten's. He's also Dick Van Patten's uh, half brother. Is um, anyway, nearly every shot of him is done from a low angle to make him look more threatening. Okay. Because I I can understand that because he's too, very he's like a pretty guy yeah and I can see how that they would want to do like things Zach to make it Morris more threatening wrong. right yeah oh yeah according oh, to Mark yeah. Lester no, and it's play and it's played perfectly I really like it a lot dude the movie is like acted uh, fairly well 
Um, okay. He's not subtle. And also, according no. to Mark Lester, Perry King, who plays Mr. Norris, was the first and only actor considered for that role. Um, he was in Mandingo in the day after the day after tomorrow. Mandingo's the one I wrote down. Um, he was in the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the day okay. after tomorrow. He's also in that. The punk kids at the club were actual slam dancers called in for the <laughs> film. Shooting of the scene got quite out of hand though, as the crowd got rowdy and some actors and actresses were hurt during filming. Lisa Langlo, okay. The girl who played Patsy did not have a good time on this fucking shoot. But she was great. Lisa Langlois, who played Patsy. Okay, well, you gotta mention the band, Teenage Hit. Who said the actors were very nervous. The punk rockers that were hired to be extras, not the band. They're talking about the the people in this scene. Um, They weren't really extras. They were real punks. For me personally, they knew I wasn't a real punk rocker. I had my hair purple, pink, and some other colors. So, A, they knew I was an actor and not one of them. And, B, they didn't appreciate me wearing a dress. Several times I had punk rocker women come up to me and say, we're all, we're going to get you. <laughs> Mark, this tracks. Mark, Mark yeah. Lester, the director, really wanted reality, but I was terrified. You won't notice in the movie, but whenever there were big scenes like in a club or whatever, you wouldn't see me because I would literally disappear. I was afraid. When they were slamming people, they were actually doing it. It was for real. They were really hitting each other. The punk extras got off on it. It wasn't well thought out for the actors, and it wasn't taking care of us. I was afraid because I knew that there was no protection on that set. Um, and then she also said, then she also said this later on. So it was just a show. So then later on, yeah, she said, yeah, she, she said that yeah, she and the rest. Teenage Ed show. Later on, she said she and the rest of the Canadian cast hated working on this film. They paid. They felt mistreated and underappreciated. And then she said, quote, the extras really got mistreated. And they hardly got paid. They got peanut butter and jam sandwiches. That scene where the girl takes her clothes off in front of the punks, that was really hard to do. It involved real acting for Tim Van Patten and me because the poor girl didn't want to do the scene. They pressured her into it. She didn't want to take her clothes off. She was shaking. It reminded me of what happened to me in Phobia. Apparently, that's the movie where she was... Uh, pressure by producers to film a nude bath scene. Okay. You get intimidating. You don't want to make waves. You're young. You make. Uh, you want people to like you, and they make it sound like it's no big deal. That poor girl was literally shaking. I remember it was so sad. My makeup artist was making her up, and I was sitting next to her. She told the girl, "Don't worry, I'll make you up so that no one will recognize you." And I thought that's not just that's not just the issue. It doesn't matter whether someone can see your face. The problem is you're taking off all your clothes in front of everyone on set when you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, it was full frontal. <laughs> yeah, she did full frontal. Um, Detective Stuiski, Al Waxman's dialogue to Norris Perry King was taken word for word from a real life police officer while Mark L. Lester was researching for the film. Um, according to Lester in a DVD commentary, the animal corpses in the science lab were real animal corpses, and it is important to note that they were never actually killed for the sake of the film, but were already dead when they were brought to the set. So, I hope they ate them. Upset at the gross is like, no. Upset at the violent. You con- want my cat? No. Oh God. <laughs> what movie is so, that? That's a uh, bird with a crystal. What am I yeah, 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 yeah. The painter. Yeah, the painter. He's like, never had it. Well, this yeah, guy, you have. This, this drunk painter guy ate cats. Yeah. He had like cages full of cats. He's like, why do you keep them in cages? He's like, I want to be fat. He's like, why do you want a fat cat? Be st- not thinking fat cats are the best fucking cats. That is a real reason. but that, that, Well, that would be a real reason, but it's because he eats them. Anyway, okay. Upset at the violent content after a screening, screenwriter Barry Schneider had his name taken off the credits. 
Some theaters showed the film on a double bill with Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Exists. This was, <laughs> but this was partially written by uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's just, sorry. Yeah. Oops. I mean, well, no, I mean, it, it was. Is the police any, station was also used in a, a, pop, a very good 1974 proto-slasher that we've covered that's a holiday movie. Oh, by Christmas. Yeah. Same police station. Mm-hmm. As a, what was the ongoing joke? Or the... Oh, the dildo? Or the, whatever. The oh, con- blowjob. The blow, it was a blowjob. Fellatio? Fellatio. Phone number. Yeah. yeah. Um, according to actor Stefan Arngrim, who portrayed a drugstore, the graffiti-covered shirt he wears... When he was he a child out. star. Yeah, he was. The graffiti-covered shirt he wears when Corrigan puts the barrel of the handgun into the into his face was actually a graffitied work of art by co-star Timothy Van Patten. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's like a real, like, jack-of-all-trades. He all can trades. do it all, except be a bigger star than his half-brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Living in the shadow he was of only, He was only famous, really, for Eight is Enough, but... Um, Dennis Weaver was originally offered the role of Terry Corgan, but he turned it down because it was too violent. Dennis Weaver was in Gunsmoke, Duel, Touch of Evil, McLeod, a bunch of shit like that. Okay. It was shot in 45 days. Roger Ebert usually hates shit, but he said it was the best film he saw at the Cannes Film Festival in 1982. Yeah, This it. was Hel- Helena Quentin's first and only film. She was so upset about being pressured into stripping totally naked in a room full of people for one second. And then she called a 13-year-old. That she quit acting. Yeah, I didn't I didn't actually hear that part. So, In New Zealand, this film has an R20 rating as opposed to an R18 for its cinematic release. It's the only film to ever have this rating. Gotta be 21. No, buy 20. cigarettes in this The state. movie is considered by some to be a recollection of 1955's The Blackboard Jungle. King and Van Patten... Have Glenn Ford and Mick Vic Morrow roles. Yeah. Jungle, yeah, While Fox is in Sydney Poitier's role. It's yeah. one of the longest running foreign releases in Turkey. Uh, Turkish uh, love it. Yeah. Mark Lester said the movie came about because of his love of the movie Blackboard Jungle. He thought, what if you did a film like that today with gangs and guns in school? Back then, you would read about one kid who took a gun to school somewhere, and I projected that out. In the beginning of the film, there's a warning that if we don't take note of this violence in schools, it's going to get worse. Um, the film generated a lot of controversy in South Africa when it was released there, and several parents complained to the apartheid censor board that their teenage children were being adversely affected by the film. Um, Mark, uh, Mark Lester felt that the scene where Corrigan holds the classic gunpoint was so pivotal to the film that he set aside two days to film that scene alone. Lester says it remains his favorite scene in the film. It's moving. The ratings board threatened an original cut of the film with an X rating, so it had to be cut down. The rape scene and the table saw death scene in particular had to be edited down for an R rating. And the final scene where they're Sega, still both. Oh, they're brutal. Ghastly. Yeah, I mean, they're brutal, <laughs> but not as much as I think they could have been. I mean, like compare it to Last House on the Left. I feel like this has but, a brutality that you just can't. Well, see it's because today. you don't no, expect. This, well, this you, movie is rough. As it's fun. because you don't expect it to be that. Like it isn't you don't really have to that. Show brutal. as much if it's as. Well, it's it's a you it crazy. almost well it it's seems not like crazy. It's also realistic. When you start way, watching you know? it, it seems like it's gonna be a yeah. high school movie, and then yeah. it's like really unnerving because it's not. Like Segment just won't let it be that. Yeah, and the final scene where Segment is hanging on a rope above the orchestra, he says he will change his ways, and Andy offers his hand. In one version, Segment looks to cut himself loose from Norris and falls. However, during a screening, a distributor wanted to see Seg. See Stegman get his. So after the screening, Mark Lester and Perry King did a quick reshot of Norris reacting to Stegman's bold move. 
with King looking back in disgust and punching at the camera. <laughs> Wait, what so originally they were both going to die? His. No. I think that'd be the that's better where, ending. That's where he's pulled like up. He, and he just cuts himself together. loose and falls. He what? actually he cuts himself and falls. Like suicide? And doesn't die. Or doesn't die. He says he'll change his ways. And, he, and so instead of being hung on the rope, he cuts the rope and just falls and it doesn't kill him. Seemed like a pretty big fall. But it is, well, whatever. I think it would have been a good ending if he had stabbed... Nor- Norris and they went down together. He got hung and Norris. I don't think Norris deserved it after all that, but uh, no. But except when you when you go down down the path of the sword, you often meet your end by the sword. That's very um, that's very enlightening. Once you choose it's violence, getting Shakespeare. Once get you him. choose He's violence, Shakespeare. And it's the fucking witching. I am but It's ten minutes after God the witching hour, it, so he cut he's the kid's no, arm get him, dude. Stop being. Stop with the black magic. No, he's. He cut the kid's arm off and then went back for the back. Like, watch out! He's about to haiku at us. I know. Or rap. What? Shut up. You shut up. So, what do you rate this movie out of five? Oh, this movie. Um, okay. He always uh, says this movie as if it's going to be any other no, let's movie. Rate that other Wait a movie. minute. Uh, uh, no, I really, really. Yeah, I yeah, grew up with this movie. Yeah, yeah, this movie yeah, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It turned me on to the band. I didn't see it till three days ago. Uh, I, I'm rating this five. Wow. Like this, I I love class of 1984. Uh, do you want to go next, or you want me to go next? I. I'll I'll give it a three point seven five. I'm a four and a half. I mean, 3.75 is high for me. I mean... I don't know. It's between a 3.5 and, a and then a 3.75. It's not a 4 to me. This shit turned but me on to a band I love. Okay, but I mean, like... That's other, a cool I mean, thing. Sure, you, you but get, like, there's a lot it. more of the movie than that just one I mean, scene I'm with the band. I'm going real high I, well, on I know, but it but has... Like, this movie flew by for me once. Me too. And take, I like wrote two and a half pages and I was just like... I was so engrossed in it and like... Like I really liked the performances. Of it was it was a weird leads. one. I like the the supporting. It was a weird one for me because oh. like after it was over, Ben and I because Ben like came out and watched most of it, and we're talking about it, and I was like, one thing I want to like, say, we, like it was like an hour after we 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 watched it, we weren't talking about it or anything, and we were both just like that movie was cool. Yeah, it's like, but like, awesome. but, but but the thing is, it took us an hour to like process it. Like, yeah. I wasn't sure yeah. how I felt it, about like, it. Slowly ratchets up it, the pressure, yeah. you know. Yeah. I because like, like, I was like, it because I because at the beginning I was like, this is overacted, this is campy, this is trauma y uh, almost. I, I was like, this has a trauma skirts, feel to it. It skirts that line. It does. It, it does. does. And, but then, like by the end, I was like, it, it took me an hour to realize that I'd liked it. Does that, yeah. I mean, and that's not a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing that it was like, I was like, actually, think, like, it was like, had bound. that effect on me that an hour later I was like, oh, I like this. This doesn't just push boundaries for 1982. This pushes boundaries like in 2022, 2023. And sure. it's like, yeah. it's still edgy as fucking. I, I love it. Way. Um, so I did have a couple notes. I'm sorry. Patsy was also in the oh, nest God. and happy birthday to me. Barnyard was in meatballs and my bloody Valentine where he plays Hollis. Who was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Hollis was the best He's character also in, that, in switching but... goals. The Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, John. <laughs> what? What year is that? Uh, switching goals. Yeah. I'm so assuming it's a soccer themed movie. It's a soccer themed movie. Where they, where they probably switch 
roles being goaltenders. I'm guessing. Just going on on all in. Drexler was a, a kid when he was in the of the Giants, but then he was also in Strange Days in the 90s. He was on a t-shirt, TV show for a long time, wasn't he? Um, Stegman was also in class of 1999. And you mentioned Norris and Mandingo. You got it. Yep. And I mean, obviously, Roddy Roddy McDowell was in uh, yeah, all the play, all, all the play of the movies shit. except for Friday the second night. one. He was he was a big like, TV character actor, oh, and yeah. you've seen it. Like when you see him, you you know you're like I've seen him in a bunch of shit. Roddy McDowell is one of the best actors ever. He's in Hitchcock Presents, yeah. Night Gallery, and and he, he, he was very famous for introducing a great actor, like Michael J. Fox. Oh, like, he's a, he has a Tony, he has a Tony Award and an Emmy Award. Do you like the Frankners? The Peter Jackson. No, no, I don't. Oh, I but he was cool. a he was a really big Broadway actor too. Like he was on he was, did a lot of theater work. Though, got in Friday Night. Yeah, it's also in Friday Night, which I don't really like. But I mean, do you like as a Teen Wolf? Teen Wolf's really cool. Yeah, he mm. played the basketball no. the three sixty tomahawk. Um, so say gagged on. Um, Gagged on. I don't a know. Fetal pig no, and some no, I don't like any. I don't want to say any of the on. things in this movie to be sagged. Say gagged on like I guess every instrument of the people that are playing in that band. Say gagged on. Stay gagged on uh, yeah, there's not much. Stay gagged I don't want to say. Say gagged on like you know this one that didn't want to get naked or like. Stay, stay gagged on Chinese food for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that's go. good. There we go. There, that's the only Stay thing. On <laughs> that's all I got right now. Yeah. God damn. On. At a loss for words. Well, this movie is great, but this is like... There's you to, it's not a joke. It's not like, ha ha. Stay gagged on a saw blade, because he, he, Fallon deserved that. Yeah. He was the most violent with his wife. Sure. So. And he gagged. didn't even know that. Stay gagged stay on gagged. everybody check out Teenage Head. And say gagged on all of our social media, Instagram, TikTok, gagged with a knife podcast, Twitter gag knife pod. Become a Patreon member for exclusive bonus episodes, member shout outs, early access to episodes, and fan requested episodes. All that shit. We will do an episode for you. Check it out yeah. at www.patreon.com slash podcast and go to gagmoothanifepodcast.com to buy our merch or you can just go to Redbubble or whatever. So we will see you and it's time to go to a slumber party. Massacre. Three weeks. For three weeks we're gonna slumber party. For three weeks let's buzz. So excited. God, I'm so excited. For- oh shit, dude. Uh- so uh, can we have Tokyo a real sl- convertible? Oh my god! I wanna be <laughs> hey, can we do Tokyo a, convertible? But what's the Wednesday week song that they play? The girls oh, it's, play. Uh, they play two. If only and those if songs only are good, and man. It's like, it's like wanna be good. Oh, I like. Um, there's also a song in part three that's called "Hold Your Fire" that I got Jeremy from Fans of the Dead do, podcast to clip out so I could have the song. We should do um, "Slumber Party Massacre" karaoke. We should have a slumber party. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll be up all night. Rainbow eyes. That's not anything. Um, Hell's 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 Cafe is another good song in that movie. We'll have a a topless. Well, only one person gets topless. I don't really like the Andrew Dice Clay lookalike songs, but I like all the other songs. I've got this. Okay. Anyway, we'll be be talking about this. I think we should have a. That's not what he says. He's like, I think your sweetheart's been taking too many diet pills, bro. Dude, he's great in Pumpkinhead. I know. He's TJ is great. I love him. But um, we should have a slumber party. Pumpkinhead's a scarecrow. I said he's in scare. Whatever. Okay. 
Bye, I guess. Uh, class of 1984, go check it out. It's fucking. I am the future. Alright, hello, you guys.